Star Wars 7x7 episode 1282. Today, a look at the decisions made en masse by the characters in The Last Jedi. You might say that this movie had the largest set of bad decisions made by any group of characters in a Star Wars movie, or human decisions, you might say. Punch it, Chewie. This is Bobby Roberts, formerly of Full of Sith, and you are listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and the idea of changing this from bad decisions to human decisions is inspired by Justin Bolger, who used to be one of the co-hosts of the Forcecast podcast and now is a social media strategist for Lucasfilm. And I do really like him framing it that way, that these are just human decisions, right? There's no value judgment attached to it, and it's a rather difficult thing to do. It's actually a rather advanced thing to do. It's very easy to look at the decisions that we make in life and apply labels of good or bad to them, especially when you look at the consequences of things. But it also sort of puts me in mind of an old proverb and... I don't necessarily always get the details right about this old proverb, but <laughs> the gist of it starts off with a uh, a farmer who has a son, and the son gets injured, and so he can't help the farmer with harvesting the crops, and all the neighbors say, oh, how terrible this is, and the farmer says, we'll see, and then the next week, the army comes along, and they're drafting and conscripting people into the army, but the son can't go into the army because he's got a broken ankle, and so it works out you know, well, after all, and all the neighbors are like, oh, you must be so lucky because they didn't take your son because he had the broken ankle and all. What an amazing thing. And the farmer says, we'll see. And the story continues on and on into all these situations where, well, you know, something that you thought was quote unquote good turns out bad. And something you thought was quote unquote bad turns out good. And I think there's a very obvious example of this kind of story, of this kind of mentality in The Last Jedi. It has to do with Leia and Poe arguing over the attack on the Dreadnought. Leia, of course, knows that they've got their forces off the planet and it's time to retreat. But Poe isn't having it. He's saying, hey, we don't get a chance to take down a Dreadnought that often, so let's do it. And to the point where he actually just shuts off his calm and won't follow orders from Leia on this one. And so why Leia doesn't necessarily call the Resistance Bombers in herself, I don't know. But let's just assume that... Things happened way too fast in that situation, and it really wasn't very long into the engagement before that TIE fighter crashed into one of the bomber bays, and the ship just went off like a Christmas tree and threw bombs at all of its neighboring bombers. I mean, tight formation? I don't know that that was the right choice, but, uh, you know, that's what happened. But they were still able to destroy the Dreadnought, and... A good thing, even though Leia, of course, was looking at her monitor and seeing how many ships they lost. They lost the entire bombing fleet as a result and a lot of dead heroes, but no leaders. Well, it turns out that that one actually works out to be the right decision. At least it's the quote-unquote right decision if what you're rooting for is the Resistance's survival. Because imagine if the Dreadnought 
survives and is able to join the hyperspace tracking party, that sucker is definitely going to be able to shoot down all of the Resistance's ships because it's got, I mean, it's got cannons that can decimate a whole base from orbit. So there's no way that it can't shoot far enough to be able to hit all of the Resistance ships when the regular First Order ships cannot. Unfortunately, though, sometimes this kind of decision and this kind of outcome can embolden some folks. I mean, I see it in kids' basketball. I help coach our local kids' parks and rec basketball team. And as much as you try to tell the kids, hey, you know, don't take shots from the outside, like dribble in, get in close, and make your layups and whatnot, you always get a couple of kids on the team that will huck it out (laughs) from well beyond the paint and sometimes actually touching the three-point arc. And they'll make a couple occasionally, and it's just, that's fantastic, and yet it's bad reinforcement because they're not supposed to be shooting from out there, especially when they're heaving it sideways to make it happen. As for how that relates to The Last Jedi, well, now you have an emboldened Poe who's taken on a dreadnought and defeated it, and the fact that they can be tracked through light speed, well, I'm sure it's occurred to him that you know, thank goodness we took out that dreadnought, because if that thing attracted us, then we'd all be dead. I'm sure that that occurred to him. So the idea of authorizing Rose and Finn's secret mission to go to Canto Bight and get the Master Code Breaker, and to do that under Amelyn Holdo's nose and not tell her about it, well, again, I think that's just a decision enabled by his reckless behavior that was rewarded. And ultimately, this one becomes very much like the kid hucking up shots from the three-point line when he or she has no business to and it just airballing because what happens as a result of Poe authorizing this mission and then running his mouth off about it while the wrong person happened to be listening is that he got the majority of what was left of the Resistance killed. Yeah, I said it. Poe Dameron is, in one way, from a certain point of view, if you will, responsible for the deaths of hundreds of Resistance fighters. Definitely the majority of what was left over from the escape from Dakar. Although you could argue that Amelyn Holdo bears some responsibility for this as well, because... Yeah, she could have shared what the plans were and earlier, but she decided not to, and certainly it was her prerogative not to. I don't think Poe questioning her was a gendered situation. I think he would have been questioning of his commander's decision, even if it was a man. Like, I don't get the idea that Poe's character would have had an issue because his commander was a woman. Certainly not with somebody like General Leia, Organa, leading everything. I mean, I think everybody's on board with that. I think it was the lack of information offered to him that really set him off. And, you know, it possibly could have occurred to Amelin that Poe Dameron was really a person that Leia thought very highly of that she wanted to see groomed for a leadership position and that maybe it would be worth bringing him into the fold a little bit. But alas, that was not to be. And, you know, this does highlight one other particular difficulty with The Last Jedi and honestly with all movies in general. And I'm going to address that fact after the break. Stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. 
If you haven't done so already, please consider leaving a review for Star Wars 7x7 on your favorite podcast app. Not just a star rating, although I will say we are personally very proud of our near-unanimous five-star rating on iTunes. No, I just mean a thoughtful sentence or two about what you like about the podcast, or how happy you are that it's part of your daily routine. And more reviews means better visibility, which means more people get to share in a daily dose of Star Wars joy, and you want that, don't you? Of course you do. So please leave a review on your favorite podcast app today. I thank you, and the Star Wars 7x7 podcast thanks you. Welcome back. All right, so I have not used this term on the podcast in a while, and I am not bringing it back lightly. The idea of a Mary Sue, as it's been expressed, and it tends to be expressed about female characters, even though there's a Gary Stew version that's used for men, but you really don't see it that often. But the idea of a Mary Sue being a highly idealized version of a character in a situation who is also sort of representing an author's wish fulfillment within a story someone for whom things go super easy all the time and whose abilities and skill sets are well beyond anything that anyone would have any right to do. You know, the thing about Ryan Johnson and The Last Jedi and about writing stories in general is that it's rather hard to give your characters flaws and to give them mistakes to make and to allow them to make those mistakes and deal with the consequences thereof. Especially when we're dealing with heroes. I mean, having villains make mistakes? Yeah, of course. That is always good fun and you want to see the heroes succeed because the bad guys aren't good enough to stop them. But to be a serious writer in general, you have to be able to, as Ryan Johnson put it, put your characters through the grinder and do it in a way where they do get to make mistakes and they do get to fail, as Yoda talked about in the movie about failure being one of the greatest teachers of all. So it will be very interesting to see how these human decisions end up influencing the path that J.J. Abrams and Chris Terrio take or not influencing that path uh, as they start building the story for episode nine. And that is going to do it for today's episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening, as always. And thanks also to Justin Bolger for giving me a new way to frame the discussion and the idea of evaluating the decisions made by the characters in The Last Jedi. I really appreciate it. Justin, if you're listening, I hope you are doing well and that our paths cross again sometime in 2018. In the meantime, may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you try to rescue the Chancellor, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And please support the podcast by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a scheme by a grievous, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.